Chalk up your queue and destroy your enemies. It's Archer McLean's Pool on Amigos, episode 347. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Archer McLean's pool. Oh! Now, Aaron, when were you at the top of your pool game? I have never been at the top of my pool game. I do <laughs> you're like still ascending to... the mountain. Oh, man. I do like to play pool. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, our, our good buddy, the good Matt from TSI, has a pool table yeah. in his pad. Along with, it's also an air hockey table, ping pong, mm -hmm. it's a multi-table. You can do it all. Uh, you also hold a bunch of garbage. Yep, it's good it, for hold, putting stuff on. It'll hold Halloween candy for six <laughs> months after Halloween. Uh, but uh, uh, I like playing pool over there. And we do have a buddy named Dale who's very good at pool, but I've never been very good. Uh, and I've always wanted to get better. Probably the height of my abilities at pool, we used to go to this roller rink. They had religious, like Bible school, church, roller skate night. Mm -hmm. I used to go to it in Canal City. Mm-hmm. And they had pool tables, and you have your roller skates on, so you play pool while you had your skates on. Oh wow! And so yeah, it seems it like it would be hard to kind of get into your stance like that. I saw many if a, a brutal fall, and of course, <laughs> this you're also carrying a large weapon, right? So when you go down, it, <laughs> you go down hard. Thankfully, the pool tables were sort of not too close to everyone else, mm -hmm. but we shot a lot of pool, and I think the additional height of wearing skates helps in pool, especially for, when you're a little kid, like you probably were. I wasn't that young, to be honest with you. I was like, in, I was in high school. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, it was fun. Uh, we, I, probably the most pool I shot was back then. Is that is that roller rink still there in Canossa? I don't know. I don't know. It was there for you know how those roller rinks were around forever. Mm -hmm. It's well after the one we had around here was gone. But uh, that was fun. I like I like shooting pool. I really only know the rules to a few games of pool. I know there's lots, but I only know the rules for. A Do couple. you know why pool is called pool? I don't know. So pool, of course, is a billiards type game, which incorporates lots of different kinds of, of pool games. That, of course, when we talk about pool here in the U.S. of A, nine times out of ten, we're talking about eight ball. Yeah. Um, and the reason why pool is called pool is because of its gambling component. Uh, pool halls were set up where people could go and place bets on betting on pool games, on, mm -hmm. on billiards games. And eventually they just stopped calling it billiards and they just started calling it pool from pool halls. Yeah. Just like when you fill out your bracket for the final four, you, you go into the pool, you know. This is not something I knew either until I did some research this past week. It is funny because we, we covered uh, Jimmy White's uh, whirlwind schnooker schnooker. Uh, uh, years ago now. Mm -hmm. God, can you imagine that? It was years ago. Yeah. And Bill, that 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 schnooker is way different than pool. Oh yeah, the table is a, I mean, a, a lot huger. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a lot of differences. I don't know if I've ever seen more than one or two schnooker tables ever in the United States. Like I don't think I've, I've ever seen. seen one. Well, I've seen them in Lexington. There was uh -huh. a place that had them, and I remember going to a pool hall somewhere locally years and years ago that had. One. Now, when I was in Korea. Before the PC uh, room was a thing, yeah. all the kids used to hang out in snooker halls. Yeah. Yeah, and so there's snooker halls all over Korea. What's the all PC room? The PC room? Yeah, what is that? That's a, oh, it's Pishibang is, is the Korean right. name for it. And this is the internet cafe. This is where you have billions of computers in a room, and you get served. You walk in, okay, there's a waitress that comes up. She yeah. brings you a bowl of ramen. She brings uh, some Chilsung cider. Yeah, and then you can fire up StarCraft. You can fire up WarCraft. They've got game in you know, the computers with because this is like 
this was just at the cusp of when kids started getting computers at home for a long time. Like it's not like it is here where everybody has their own computer. Even in yeah. the 90s and the 2000s, kids didn't have computers at home, so they would hang out in these PC rooms after school. Really? And uh, and they would play. That's where they all hone their StarCraft skills. Now this would be the most socially antisocial setting you could possibly have, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, it's sort of like a LAN party where you're you're playing next to your buddy, and whenever you do something good, you give them the old elbow or something like that. I see. Yeah. Is that the way? I've never played StarCraft. Is that the way StarCraft works? Would you like? You, it seems like it's sort of a personal thing. It'd be like if I was playing like Civilization or something. It would, so then there'd be a lot of room for elbowing. Oh, so you really don't know anything about StarCraft? No, I've never played okay. StarCraft. So no. StarCraft is a competitive multiplayer game. Oh, I it's, see. Yeah, it's nothing like Civilization except for the fact that it takes place from a top-down perspective. Oh, I see. There are in a, when I was in Korea, I don't know if it's still like this. <laughs> there were two twenty-four-seven channels on basic cable that did nothing but show called StarCraft matches. Oh StarCraft is the original eSport sport. That's 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 wacky. Now, what did it cost per hour to get a, a roll? It was very cheap. It was very cheap. So you walk in, and I think you pay, you know, like the, the ramen comes free, the cider comes free. Really? And I think it was like maybe like 2001 for an hour. And what so is that? That's about, about $2 dollars. an hour. Holy smokes. Yeah. yeah. So it's very was reasonable. Was that cheap for them? Uh, well, yeah. yeah. I think it was cheap for them because it was kids. You know, kids yeah. don't have a lot of spending money. Yeah. So they go in there and they, they buy their thing and, you know, they, they get their time and that's where they hang out. And so there were these public crusades against these PC rooms. Just like before then, there were the public crusades against the snooker halls. I went to a snooker hall a couple times. And now it's filled with men about our age, and they're smoking, and they're playing pool, and you can't breathe because the smoke is so thick. But that was the first time that I came into contact with snooker. You know, when I was a kid, pool halls were real popular. Mm -hmm. And every pool hall was just like you described. Smoky, people would be in there. Sometimes they would serve alcohol, sometimes most of the time. And it would, and it'd be like uh, uh, a huge room with probably like twenty or twenty five pool, big pool tables everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. everywhere. Uh, and then over the years, though, those things sort of have went away. There used to be when I was in high school. That was probably the peak of when I played the most pool. Although much yeah. like you, I never got any better. Uh, in Milton, by the bowling alley, like next to the bowling yep. alley, there was a pool. Yeah, I've played there, and also there's uh, as last as far as I know, there's still one up near the mound. Mm. There, there's a, uh, a, a pool hall, but you know. Pool, much like bowling and a lot of other stuff, just sort of gone by the wayside. Yeah. And, and I don't know, do, is it, what do you think? Do you miss it? Did you, well, did you I think, like being in the pool hall? I think pool, like places like pool halls and bowling alleys gave people a chance to socialize with with people when they when they were antisocial. Because not everybody's just like, I just want to go somewhere and hang out. You yeah. know? You've got to have a reason to go. And so things like bowling leagues and pool leagues, this gave like a chance for people to force themselves into socialization. Now that the internet exists, people can just type angrily into their screen instead of going to these places. I feel sort of bad because those facilities have left. And I mean, because yes, much like old arcades and pool halls were very similar. Mm-hmm. They had a similar vibe. Mm-hmm. There were adults in there, they were smoking, they were playing their game, and they were uh, maybe chatting with a buddy or meeting people there. And it was an adult entertainment area. And, and over the years, arcades and pool halls have both sort of had a similar fate. And it's bowling sort of alleys. Fate, yeah, and bowling yeah. alleys are the same way. Mm-hmm. And so when and when those leave, I mean, you're literally losing like a chunk of of, of cultural importance. Yeah. That, and I'm not sure we're going to get them back anytime soon. Yeah, because that, there's nothing that's replaced them, really. And I think what you're going to end up having is just like arcades. Or you've got these barcades. 
where these upscale uh, young folks have put this thing together. It's sort of a not the same, but mm-hmm. sort of the same. That mm-hmm. may, maybe that's where bowling outies and pool halls will end up yeah. being. Where they're and I think niche thing. In, in a lot of places that are bigger than here, they still have bowling alleys, but there's never just a bowling alley. It's always like bowling alley, laser tag, you know, a small arcade, like family fun center type place. Yeah. And those places are still around, just not around us. But all like the, the this pure bowling alleys where you had like the big Lebowski type bowling alley. Yeah. So those places are going when, away. When I was hanging out with my buddy Rich, his dad was a pro bowler, semi-pro. And we would go to bowling alleys, and then you'd see like, like there's one in Cincinnati that had a hundred lanes, and it would just look down this thing, there'd be everyone there. Mm-hmm. And there were people, just regular Joes, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and they'd also have a pool area in the back. It was bowling and pool sort of run hand in hand. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and I wonder, like I said, those places uh, we may we may be the last generation that got to really hang out in them. Yeah. Because you them. know, Luke's not going to remember going bowling. Like, I mean, he's been bowling before, but it's not a real part of his life. Right, right. Plus, mm-hmm. those alleys aren't like they used to be. No, no, man, I couldn't even. That, that that with the laser light show and there's music videos playing. Yeah. Can you was, imagine letting your son or daughter in one of the old school pool halls? Man, I mean, that's why they that's why they learn about life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of learning about life, Aaron, that's what this game taught me. Let's talk about Archer McLean's pool. Oh man, this is a, a, a small jump from our conversation here. Uh, you know, we mentioned it that we talked about uh, one of Archer McLean's other games. Uh, which was uh, uh, Jimmy White's Whirlwind Snooker. I'm not exactly sure when it was. It's been several years ago when we talked about it. We both went through a big phase when we looked into watching a lot of Snooker. I went back and watched Snooker this week after watching Pool. Because you you can't compare. You can't compare watching Pool on TV versus Snooker. There's something about Snooker that makes it infinitely more interesting. Well, when I was a kid, Pool on TV was sort of a big deal. Sure, yeah. You had uh, Minnesota Fats and uh, uh, some of those guys uh, that were that were big names in the states. Like you could, you would be, in, you'd see them in like beard commercials mm-hmm. and stuff. And so you knew who they were. Right. Okay. So that, think about that. It was a time in America where we knew who the big pool players yeah. were. Yeah. Same with like PBA guys too. They right, exactly. get sponsorships. There's like not, it's not a ton of them, but right. there were some. Mm-hmm. But uh, those days, I mean, can you name a single big-time pool player now? Or yeah. I can't name a pool player or a bowler. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And it's not just because, I mean, I watch a little bit of everything. It's just that that stuff's went away. The last big-time pool player, I remember, there was this chick called the Black Widow. Mm. And she was a really hot and excellent pool player. I remember her, uh, but that was and that was when I was in Lexington. But that's the last one I remember. And that was, you know, just because she was a real hot pool mm-hmm. player. It's not because she was great or anything. So, uh this I didn't get to go back and watch c- cool videos of pool like I did the uh, the uh, Snuka, but you know really I mean you the characters of Snuka were that was a whole different culture that's oh, yeah. sort of different for us mm-hmm. and it was so fun to look into where pool it's got its own culture but it's not it doesn't like, have that sort of exoticism right that, right Snooker has uh, and so uh, Archie McLean's pool. Uh, is more for me in, in terms of in, in the cultural relevance, uh, but also the fact that we were just this time we were far more familiar with the game of pool than we were at Snooka. Uh, this game released in '92 on a disc. Uh, this lets you play up to eight people in a tournament mode, which we'll get into that a little bit in a bit. In a, in a bit. Uh, Archer pretty much was a one man show in this, except for he had a musician come in, uh, Michael Powell, and I'm assuming. He did the opening tune. Well, I, I'm assuming up. so because yeah. that's the only music in the game. Well, Archer, it's his listed as also doing some of the music, but that's mm. <laughs> maybe they both worked on it. Uh, of course, Archer uh, McLean uh, 
is famous for Jimmy White. I'd say his biggest claim to fame is your IK Plus on the Amiga. He really only did a few things on the Amiga. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, would you IK say, Plus. Would you is... say IK Plus, Snooka, or Drop Zone are his biggest, oh, IK most Plus. famous one? IK Plus, without a doubt. Yeah, he, people just worship that game. Yeah, Drop Zone. Of course, he's responsible for Drop Zone, mm-hmm. Super Drop Zone, all the right. Drop Zone fans. An ARG classic. Yeah, Super oh, Drop yeah. Uh, and so, uh, and one thing that he's known for is real. Uh, prowess, programming prowess boat, I guess mm-hmm. would be the best way to put it. Uh, this uh, was an ECSOCS game uh, about pool. Uh, this got a surprising number of conversions uh, boat. I was surprised. Uh, you had a uh, an ST version. That didn't surprise me. These following ones did. The DOS uh, the Game Boy Advance. Got mm-hmm. a, did you ever play this on the GBA? I looked at it, but I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't play it. And uh, but surprisingly, this had a PlayStation release, which is which is interesting. We'll talk about that a little bit uh, later on. <clears throat> uh, and some some of these games went through various name changes uh, depending on where it was at, and whatnot. Um, you may notice if you've played uh, Whirlwind Snooka that this looks very similar. In fact, it runs on the same. Uh, the same graphical engine. I mean, mm-hmm. this probably was not that difficult to put together. Well, there's no sense in, in in reinventing the wheel with yeah. something like this. You got your ball physics mm-hmm. and your table physics. You might as well just run with them. Right. So uh, when you when you bring this game up, uh, of course, you get a little intro where he, where the pools do a little demo, mm-hmm. uh, the pool balls, and this shows off the engine, its ability to pan. Scale uh, and uh, and twirl the the objects right on the while while the balls are in motion. Right, yeah. right, and it, it it's it's pretty impressive, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes up, there's a little tune playing. It goes on for a little while, and then you're kind of dumped in the menu. Menus are pretty. Uh, there's not a ton here, really, in all honesty. That you can select the, the type of game you're going to want to play, and there's only a couple. Uh, and then you can select how you want to play them, how many players you want to play a tournament mode. Uh, and then you can also go through and tweak some of the rules that are available for each game. Uh, and uh, then you can also go through and uh, figure out what you want to do with your save files. Uh, this game will let you, it saves your it saves all your scores and, and whatnot. You can say, uh, save uh, games. Uh, it's not. There's nothing major going on there, is there? There's not like any real major interface swaps or any sort of major uh, wacky stuff. Once you pick a game, uh, you can pick your opponent. You get to choose from a big list of AIs, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, unless you're playing a human, and then you go to play some pool. I mean, mm-hmm. did you? Is that pretty much what you got out of the opening screens? It's not. It's not like there's a whole. Lot to there's talk not about. a whole lot to talk about there. You know, um, the the uh, rules, the pool games you can pick from are. You've got the eight ball uh, UK uh, table rules. You've got the nine ball US tournament rules. You've got the eight ball US bar table rules. Now these may mean something to somebody, but they don't mean nothing to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the I know what the eight ball and nine ball are. That's right. pretty much all I need to know. And so there aren't as many games in terms of variations available. I will say that I know one thing that's different about English English balls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I gotta hear this. Ha ha ha! The uh, the cue ball is different. The cue ball is heavier 
and yeah. larger in English in an English pool. Do you know why that is? I don't. It's because it needs to be because it needs to return to the player and not go into the coin operated mechanism that where you when you sink the balls. So anytime that you play a coin operated table, yeah. it's English cue ball. It's an English cue ball because that's what sends it back to you. Oh, so that's how it there. knows. Yeah, yeah that's I how I always it wondered about that. That's mm -hmm. kind of neat. Uh, and of course, we played a lot of the, most of the ones we played right here are coin ops. So mm -hmm. Although some play, the old pool halls, you just go out and you buy it by the, the you go out and go to the guy behind the gimmick. Right. Yeah. Right. He's always some old guy reading a newspaper. Yeah, he is. I hope to be that man. Yeah. One day. <laughs> You're well on your way, boat. Um, so uh, you've got, again, we, just to go over some of the options here, uh, you've, you've got, you can play up to eight people in a tournament, which would be, that'd be kind of neat. Mm hmm. The funny thing about this game, though, we'll get into it when I'm going to let you talk about the actual gameplay proper. But this game is a real, uh, it plays a, it, it, it's a proper game of pool, but it's not what I would call the most exciting game I've ever played on the Amiga. Uh, it does what it says on the 10, it plays your pool game. Tell people about the, how the pool is played in this versus, say, other games where there's more of a manual spin to it. Well, what you do in this in this game is you select all of your options by a window that is uh, about a third of the screen. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then you just basically pull the the thing the the mouse back and push it forward, and and, and that's what that what that's what launches the action. So you choose your strength. I said, no, I I'll, I never did that. Really? No. Okay. I just pull. I pull. I hit the strength meter right, that, and then hit that, launch ball. I never actually did the mouse. Maybe thing. what I was doing was it would make because I did the strength meter too. Maybe 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 all my actions were for. Yeah, because I don't think that does anything. I thought were, it, I thought it might have put a little English no, on it or something. No, because you actually before you sort of program your shot. You do. You program your shot. So you've got a uh, the 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 far left side of the screen is a cue ball. It's a cue, a pull cue. And you move the cue up and down, and the farther down you move it, the harder you hit the ball. Yeah, it tells you it like it, it tells you weak, right. medium, hard, very hard. How where, how hard you're going to hit? Right. And then you use there are four or five different cue ball graphics on the screen. You can use these to choose where to hit the position that you hit the cue ball. Uh, both you know if you want to make it go to the left or go to the right, you put that in. And then you also have buttons to choose the angle of your shot. So, like you said, programming your shot is a very apt way to, to describe I mean, that this is, action. That is exactly, it's very unusual, uh, again, just like Jimmy White was. And then the, the, so this is a double-edged sword, in all honesty. Uh, the, a lot of games that we've played that are pool, I feel more like I'm in tune with the, with the pool cue. Mm -hmm. Where in this one, you basically set it up including English, uh, the elevation. This is almost like if, if you want to watch robots play pool. I mean, it's what it reminds me of. It's, 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 it, there's a disconnection. Well, it is, it is almost as if you have a machine next to you yeah. and you type things in and then you see the robot arm pull back and go. So, yeah. I've got one of those big tracks in the house. Mm -hmm. And to get it to go anywhere, you have to program the moves it goes. You have to program it in advance. That's what reminds me of that. Yeah. This is like the big tracks of pool. Right. And so you program it in. Now, um... The interface, in terms of the way the the visuals of this game, are they're all everything in the game spins, rotates. You can zoom in, you can mm -hmm. zoom out, you can spin the whole table. It's you, a lot. You know what this reminded me of is is doing stuff with Tabletop Simulator. Yeah, you it, know you have is. that same sort of degree of freedom where you can move anywhere you want. 
And, it, and it's, it's sort of fun at first, especially when you think about that this ran on an ECS OCS Amiga, that this, you can smoothly transition between panning and scrolling yeah. and rotating, and it all is smooth as silk. This is the genius of Archer, is that and he's known far and wide as the guy who does the tight programming. And this right here, that might be his greatest triumph. You, the Amiga, not known for this sort of thing. And this is smooth as silk and, and, and it, from every conceivable angle, mm -hmm. which you got to think, I mean, were there any pool games that allowed this sort of uh, uh, virtual, this is virtual pool. I mean, if, uh, for all effective purposes, I mean, you can see every part of the pool table uh, and you and it works well. Now, uh, and there are shortcuts, uh, so you don't have to even use the graphical interface. You can use short keyboard shortcuts uh, uh, to go through it. Uh, it, it, I found this like I play. I played the dumbest AIs every time, of course. And I could, I like, I won my first game of uh, of uh, a ball right away. I, I mean, I was, I was already out of the gate where I could, and without having played it once. And so, and I had good success. I, you know, if I didn't screw up, now that you have advantages in this, you would not normally have in a real pool. The line. The lineup shot with that straight line, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, the fact that you can zoom through, through every camera shot. So there are advantages, but there are also disadvantages just because it's, you know, not everything's perfect in the virtual world. But I mean, I found shot making good. I found the touch on the ball was the hardest thing. Uh, the I will say the the uh, backspin and you can also side spin the ball mm -hmm. forward. You have it. complete control to do things that I couldn't dream of doing in real pool. Oh God! Can you imagine <laughs> putting side spin right, on the ball? I've never right. done that. Uh, you it, this makes you feel like a real stud, mm -hmm. you know. And and it's it's neat to like I was trying to sink a ball and I was like you know I bet if I can put a little side spin on this I can barely hit the side of that ball. It works. Mm -hmm. It works. And I and, and let's 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 talk a little bit about what I think is the coolest feature of this game, which is the trick shot uh, simulator. Yeah, get, get into that. And a so bit. with this, you can actually set up balls. You can place balls wherever you want on the on the on the table, and you can set up shots and try and and sink shots just for fun. It's a total sandbox mode, but it's really cool because it lets you set up things exactly how you want them. So it's a great practice aid for the game. And just like you said, you can do things with the side spin and the back spin that you can never dream of doing in real pool. Yeah, I so. did. I had a cup of coffee with the trick shot thing, and it was pretty cool. When I used to watch Wild World Sports as a kid, they would have trick shot artists on there. <laughs> oh yeah, I love and, those shows. Uh, and, it, and so it was always neat to see them do, do that kind of crazy stuff, you know. Uh, and uh, the the interface really um, lends itself to that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. It's no problem to place these balls wherever mm -hmm. you want them because th that interface is so sharp. It's just a piece of cake. And of course, you've got your mouse. Believe it or not, you don't have to use the mouse with this. But you'd have to, you'd be out of your mind to not. Use oh yeah. Set. I can't imagine. Yeah. But I was reading about the other the rule book includes all the other systems and supports, and it's like we strongly urge you to use a mouse. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no kidding. Yeah. But I mean, I guess you could play this with the keyboard if you really wanted to. Um, what did you think about? I mean, did you how, did you think the AIs were matched up? The difficulties were pretty fair. Did, what did you think I, about? That? I I struggled to win. Really? Yeah. In this game, I think that it's because I'm it, just like real pool. Yeah. You know, I am not a patient man when it comes to pool. Yeah. This is my strategy. If I've got a clear shot. I just hit the ball as hard as I can, and I try and sink it. If I don't have a clear shot, 
I find a cluster of balls and I hit the cue ball at that cluster of balls and hope for the best. Yeah, that's that's not good. Uh, now, did, did you did you play? What did you prefer a specific game? I like I tend I tend to like nine ball more yeah. just because I played eight ball so often. Nine ball seems like it's a more interesting game. Yeah. In fact, it got me pumped to go back over to Matt's house and and play some nine ball because I think he has the uh, the diamond shaped um, deal that you need to to set it up. The one thing I like about playing at Matt's is that he's he's his pool table is in a room mm-hmm. and the walls are right there, mm-hmm. and so. You have to, sometimes you have to use the half stick. You gotta use the baby cue. You know, yeah. and it reminds me, of the, I don't know if you ever watched Seinfeld where the, there's, uh, they were playing pool in there and they kept punching the pool thing through the wall or out the window. It's very similar to that because you have to be so, you're all clear, you're very close together. It's not, there's not too many people I've ever known that had a pool table in their house that you could fully access. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it would be in a basement. I always wanted right. one, mm-hmm. but you know, they also, at, at the time they cost the fork, you can get a pretty cheap one these days. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the fact you get to enter your name in. That's nice. Uh, it also, when you when the game is over, it will grade your performance. It gives you some details on how you shot and how well you did and what you were doing, which is, that's kind of cool. I don't know if we mentioned the fact that when you're taking your shots, you can even elevate the cue right. and do yep. real wacky stuff yeah. with that. That also comes in handy for the trick yeah. shots. I, you know, if I had some more time, I'd love to see. Did you ever try and actually make a ball leave the table? Like I, know, I know. I was wondering if you could do it. I never did that. I've done that. That's one trick shot I'm good at. Yeah. that's Is uh, that a trick shot? Yeah, well, it's a trick shot when you hit the guy <laughs> that's standing on the other side of the table in the groin. I've seen that happen more than a few times. <laughs> um, this thing does keep a ton of stats. It'll keep all, I mean, which so if you have your disc ready to save, it'll keep all your stats. You can save individual games and matches. You can say, you can have more than one save, which, uh, as I recall, you could not in the uh, in Jimmy White. But the one of the main differences in this game is it's easier. And there's a reason for that. It's because uh, American pool, or pool in general, I don't know if you can call it American pool, uh, the pockets, unlike the billiards, you've got bigger pockets. You've got a smaller area to cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it makes it easier to sync these shots. They probably wouldn't go in in the old version right, of this game, right? Uh, but they go in in this one without much problem. Uh, the uh, the you know when you play when you're playing nine ball, you or a game where you need to see the numbers in the ball, they're pretty easy to see. Or uh, uh, they, uh, um, I didn't have any trouble. I mean, it's not. It's pool. This well, is pool. It's time to be critical now. Oh, yeah. Because we've sung this game's praises so forth, but this game is lacking in several areas. All right. Okay. Area number one, you're playing pool in the Great Abyss. That's true. Okay. There is no background. There is no background. There is no opponent. You cannot see yourself yeah. on the table. Okay. You're a specter, and so is your opponent. Yeah. yeah. This is bad. This is real bad for a game that came out in 1992. Okay. Well, but, but you if can this understand was, why. If, it that if way. this was an '80s game, yeah. that would be that would be understandable, and it was understandable with Snooker because that was the first go round. Okay, you need to have an option to even if it's something very very rudimentary, you know, uh, sort of like the backgrounds in that ARG game you were talking about last week. You know, MS Paint like graphics. Yeah. You, you got to give me. At that, you you yeah, got to yeah. give me something. You got to give me something. Number two. You've got it. You know, here's the thing that I love about old Jockey Wilson darts. I'm bringing that back, oh, okay? Because that is, game was nowhere near, not the same strategy. This is a, this is a, well, yeah, it was a lot better. No, I enjoyed it a lot no, more. God, no. 
in Jockey Wilson, you see your opponent take shots, and your opponents all look different. They that, look cool. You visit a barmaid at some point. That is a missed opportunity, even if you're not going to show them during play. Right. This game doesn't have a lot of personality. It's got zero personality. No, I mean, no I'm not going to say zero. Well, okay, yeah, it's got one personality, okay? There are some touches in this game. For example, if you zoom out on the table, you see like Scooby-Doo-esque haunting eyes pop up in the blackness. Why those are there, nobody knows. It makes no sense, well, but that a, is the... It be that, wacky. There's also, if you, if you wait long enough, and this scared a, the crap out of me, I had to edit myself there, mm-hmm. The uh, the balls will go like ah! right, like, they and, they and, are, and I, and I fell out of the chair <laughs> while I was doing something else. I was while I was playing, so that yeah, there's a there's a few little touches in there. Listen, you know, we both are the same on this. When you've got a game that features an opponent, there's nothing better than having like an opponent to like look at this guy. Right. I love that. Right. In every game, mm-hmm. you know, and so even yeah, I mean, obviously, even a, a portrait of the him best be case cool. scenario would be like in a, a snooker match where you're walking around the table and you see the other guy sort of walking around on the opposite side, maybe going over to the side and taking drinking a pint, you know, lighting a ciggy. What they should have done was that. Now, I realize that that probably wouldn't have been possible. So instead, what they should have done was put up the portrait. And the more that you're winning and he's losing, his face gets more and more like, ah! You know, that would be an awesome. Well, you can, you can tell by the way this game is made that this was stri- this is almost like a simulator. It's mm-hmm. not really like a video game. Right. And so they, it's that stuff is left to, the, to your imagination. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean... Does it play a good game of pool? Yes. Is it going to fill you with delight and glee and warm your heart? No, it's not. Yeah. I mean, if it was me, I'd have a background at like a, an actual pool hall, and we could see other people playing pool, mm-hmm. and you could actually. And here we should get into this now since we're talking about this. Uh, I mentioned this game got ported to a lot of places. So one of the places it got ported to was the PlayStation boat of mm-hmm. all things. Now the PlayStation was light years ahead of the Amiga. Yeah. And so you think to yourself, hey, all the wishes, all the demands you guys have made are going to be coming true. Well, no. No. It's exactly <laughs> the same. I mean, I, well, it, the frame rate is better. It look, but I mean, it's it's still a pool in the void. Yeah. It's Everything. Pool in the void. And, oh, by the way, there's no mouse. Mm. So it's actually probably worse. Right, right. You know, you true. can use the analog stick, I guess. But uh, I looked at these other ports and DOS and stuff. I mean, listen, there was no. It's not like we got hose on the port. Mm-hmm. They're all direct, you know, ports of the Amiga version. So right. they, they didn't really. Uh, and here's the thing: them up. if you played a football manager type game from 1992 yeah. on the Amiga, there would be a full career mode where you could buy and sell players and stuff like that. What this game needs is that sort of a mode where you can upgrade your queue. You could get. Shinier balls. I don't Shinier know. Shinier balls. Maybe, maybe you're maybe you're a basketball player and you're looking to work your way up through the pool circuit, just like in that pinball game we played. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, give me something. Give me something. I uh, uh, there was not a lot of that sort of thing in here. There's none of it actually, and so th- this is straight up a pool simulator. Mm-hmm. That's all there is to it. Um. Did we get any Discord access while you're looking into it? I'll tell you what I found out on my uh, reviews. Uh, this this game got old 400 million reviews, Boat. I mean, you may be stunned. So the people at Lemon gave this an 8.26. Uh, Amiga Action, 91. Amiga Computer, 88. Lots of 88s, 89. Amiga Format, 89. Amiga Joker, 83. Which that's like a 1,000% right, for them. Right, right. 
uh, Amiga Power 82. The cumulative scores was an 88%, which is that's real high. So this was a well-received game, reviewed well, much like Jimmy White. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people praised uh, the fact that it was easier, and they also praised the fact that you could have multiple saves, and they also enjoyed the enhanced AI uh, uh, from Snooker. Mm-hmm. Now, now, granted, me and you were so bad at that game, you could have had, uh, I don't know, you could take one of those Radio Shack Electronic Kits AI and beat us at it. <laughs> but in this, I, I did feel like, you know, I've moved through the eight different ranks of AI, and I did feel differences in them. It was just, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Now, again, this this is the type of game that the fun meter goes up a thousand percent when you're playing against a buddy. When you're playing against somebody and you're sitting side by side and you're both taking shots, talking trash. You know, the problem with this, though, do you real, I mean, think of all the two player games we played. Is this the one you're going to want to drag out for for a boozed up fun night? Not well, really. I mean, when you're a kid, you don't have boozed up fun oh, nights. Oh, when you're a kid, it yeah. may, I don't know. Would you play? Is this the game you'd want to play when you were a kid? You know, I played a lot of pool games with my friends. Like I, this one, though, where you program the guy to shoot. Well, if stuff. this is the, I mean, what else are you going to do on the Amiga? Listen, you're already a second class citizen in one of these machines. Compared so. to who? Compared to console people. Better people. <laughs> Give me a break, Bode. So. You're, you're delusional with that console crap. Listen, I'm just saying. If I was one of the people that was slumming it with an Amiga, oh, I yeah. would fire this thing up Those all the time. Those console kids would have sold their soul to get an Amiga. Are you kidding me? Get it out. We got some Discord reviews there, and first up comes from David Hearn Ryder. He says, so Archer is an awesome programmer. Yes. IK plus anyone? No. And back in 92, this was very decent. I wasn't as dazzled. <laughs> what, a, what a ringing endorsement. <laughs> I wasn't as dazzled as I had been by Jimmy White's Snooka. But this, as this uses the same engine, but I still enjoyed it. The graphics looked great then, but very dated now. The physics engine still holds up, and the interface allows you to adjust power, spin, and even chalk your cube. The three different variants added some spice, and the variety of opponents was a step up from Jimmy. I used to feel very satisfied pulling off tricks shots, but revisiting it now, the interface feels clunky and not intuitive. Still, I'd give it 88% back then, and much cheaper than a real pool table. Pajaco6502 says, It's been a while, but I strode into that pool hall and showed him that, yes, I still suck at pool. (laughs) (laughs) Archer McLean presents pool is one of the most intuitive and fun to play pool games, not just for an Amiga game. Some good game variations, including my preferred nine ball rules. I have fond memories of playing this with my friends, and whilst I played against the AI today, it can still be a challenging and fun game. Plus, you can recreate some of your favorite pool movie trick shots with trick shot mode, which is awesome. For a 3D game running on the A500, this manages to run at a good pace. The in-game table feels a bit big for a pool table, but it's really no big thing. Definitely one of the better Amiga pool games available with a little dash of humor thrown in. 9 out of 10. And finally, the man himself, Pixels at Dawn, writes... It's a funny thing that while most people have fond memories of Jimmy White's Q-based antics, I didn't play this game at all until relatively recently. I did, however, have the brilliant white monolith of Archer McLean's effort on my shelf. It is a, a brilliant white monolith. The yeah, box he's art talking about this. the box, which yeah. is it's horrible. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Go ahead. At its core, the two games are very similar, but I think just by dint of pool having more varieties in the sport itself, I find this version trumps its more British counterpart. Putting it up against its nearest rival, Team 17's Arcade Pool, this loses out in sheer things to do, but the 3D representation really can't be beat. 
A great game with friends or solo, Archer McLean's pool doesn't sink the eight ball until the perfect moment. 8.5 out of 10. Very, Excellent review. Very good, very good. good. Now, uh, two things I want to mention. Yes, one, and we mentioned this last week, the game box for this, it looks like it was print. It's like it's generic. It just mm. seems like a big UPC symbol in the front. It looks like a budget release because usually in the budget releases they shrink the original art down and then they put a huge. They put something yeah. else on the box. Yeah, yeah that's true. This, this is, is the big white box with a little square picture in the middle, and I mean it takes up like one yeah. fifth of the and box. And it just says pool in remember big you, black letters. Remember when you want to play Doom, but you've got the system doesn't have the jack, and so you make that like a postage stamp. That's what they did here. It's like the box couldn't handle the full size of the of the pool hall. Right. Right. So the box stinks. But I mean, listen, as a, as a virtual pool table that you program your your shots, I don't think you're going to get any better. Even today, I mean, there's not much more you can do. You can make it look better. Mm. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's even got stuff like follow the ball cam mode and stuff. A lot of really interesting yeah. stuff in yeah. here. It's a cleverly done game. This is like the elite of pool. It's, what it reminds, it's like a one-disc wonder mm -hmm. that a programming genius put together mm -hmm. and unleashed in the world. So, I mean, if you want to play some pool... Uh, and you don't have a pool hall nearby, uh, this might be for you. If you like action, you like a lot of fun, uh, exciting uh, visuals and simulating uh, audio, this is not for you. Oh, uh, eBay-wise, you can get these all day long over in the UK. I saw these things going from three bucks all the way up to 30 bucks. I can't imagine why you wouldn't want this on your shelf. You know, you might as well just go get, a, get a, uh, any old white box and stick it up there sideways and just write pool in the side. <laughs> might even look better. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, yeah, cheap as chips. They're all over the place. Grab it if you want it. Uh, I think we both dug it, but it's not like I'm going to be killing myself. But if I have a hankering for some pool, you know, I'll be back in. I really feel it. like this game would have been a lot better if you could, if, the, if they just programmed in the mouse like draw it back and push it forward you know give me that give me the real touch well that it is what it is you but know. you can't it, it, it wasn't that for it was purists that's probably the what they've done here is probably the best way to go yeah but yeah. we're unpure yeah that's very <laughs> true very true i'll tell you who's the purest of them all who's that Retro Rewind. I heard of CA. him. I heard of that guy. He's the purest of them all? He's the purest. He I gotta hear this. The New Fallen Snow and Frank. <laughs> they're, they're neck and neck. They're neck and neck. Now, Aaron, listen, there's always new stuff coming out over on Frank's site. Yeah. And I'm just going to go over some of the some of the things that he's got up here. Yeah. This thing is the old C64AV adapter. Oh, yes. I've, I've seen pictures of these things. Now, as you know, the uh, the C64 originally came with one of those DIN connectors yeah. that, that, that ran out and, and gave you various chroma and lumas. Yeah. Okay. Nobody nobody has that. There's kind of monitors anymore. Geeks. Yeah. yeah. What you've got is you've got a, a CRT that's got good old composite. Composites never let anybody down ever. No. Okay. So what you do is you plug this thing in here. It gives you composite video. It gives you separated stereo. Nice. It gives you an audio in. Nice. An audio in, Aaron. And it gives you the old S video for that's, those that's, upscale joints. That's your money video mm -hmm. right there. That's, that's what right. I'm using a lot of mine. Twenty eight bucks, Aaron. Twenty eight bucks for that's, this thing. Give it away. Yeah. So if you are interested in new hardware and software for any Commodore computer, plus the Coco, the Tandy Coco, there's only one place to go, and that's RetroRewind.ca. You know, if you are a person that has a broken computer, send it to Frank. He'll fix it for you. If you're somebody that wants to fix it yourself, he'll send you the parts. He'll send you the caps. 
Listen, Frank does it all, and he does it well, and he does it inexpensively. Located in friendly Ontario, Canada, Frank and his team of experts are waiting to serve you with industry standard repair things. This is not the old cheap soldering iron deal. He's got the tools, he's got the skills, and he's got the experience. Check out RetroRewind.ca. Use the promo code AMIGOS10 at checkout. Save yourself 10%. We do thank and appreciate Retro Rewind for being an official sponsor of Amigos. I'm going to be taking care of Frank old school when he comes to town for Boat Fest. That's right. I got a pile of uh, Frank-related items waiting for him to work on. I'm going to I'm going to hog his services when he gets here. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Aaron, it's been a busy week in the world of Amiga News. Let's check it out. Yes, sir. Amiga News. All right, Aaron. We're going to kick things off here with a little video from our buddy, Chris Edwards. Yes. Tell us about this one, this Aaron. This is a little action here. The old Ameth line. Uh, this is the old gimmick where you take one of these old uh, uh, Athlon processor computers, the old PCs, mm-hmm. and you do the Amiga job on this thing, and it comes up like a jacked-up Amiga. You know, I, I, it's funny. I've, I've thrown away so, so many now, of these what were, were Athlon, I didn't know. I didn't know you could do it. Were Athlon processors held in high regard back in the day? They were cheap. Mm. And they were, you know, they were held in high regard, actually. I, I thought they were pretty good. Uh, uh, good. They were good. Props. Is it like a Celeron? Well, no. Athlon was uh, AMD made those. Okay, it was, Celeron it was, was a, Intel. It was okay. uh, it was a competitor, mm. uh, and they were uh, like I said, they were much like everything else that AMD did. It's funny how AMD has come full circle because now like they're running the show in a mm. lot of ways. Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, they've been you know they've been around, man. And so this video is just uh, Chris. Uh, Showing this thing playing Amiga stuff. He plays the Amiga versions of various. It's. I was telling Boat before the show we were talking about this. If you want to watch someone take a PC, install Amiga stuff on it, and then go through and play PC games through the Amiga stuff, <laughs> this is the video for you. It also runs 68K software very, very poorly. Well, I so mean, you've got that going for it too. It, a lot of it depends. It depends on what kind of what kind of rig you've got. Well, too, sure. If you got a monster to a certain rig. degree, this is the kind of crap that I like. Someone doing stuff with stuff that normally wouldn't do that to do other stuff that there's no way you should be doing. It's right. madness. It's pure madness. It's the kind of madness that this man uh, does every week on his show. Check it out. Always, uh, always something wacky. Oh, you got to give Chris credit. Like every week, he's got some kind of other wacky gimmick going. Mm-hmm. Like it's never just like okay, this week let's let's uh, let's solder this. And it's like no, let's do this crazy thing. So I I fully endorse the good stuff. One of these days, I'm going to put one of these together, Boat. i got to dig into my huge pile of crap all and see if I've got the ass lines laying around. Now, Aaron, our next story comes from Indy... Actually, yeah, it doesn't. Our next story is Boat Fest. That's our next story, is it? But well, I've heard of this thing. What is this thing, Boat? You know, Boat Fest is less... It's just about two months away. Oh, Just oh about Lord. two months away. I need a drink. And if you haven't got your tickets yet, I've got some things that may entice you. So... I know that you and I are both going to be bringing a wide selection of things to oh, sell man. and barter and trade at the official Boat Fest swap meet. I ain't selling nothing. They get nothing. No, I'll have stuff. I got all kinds of stuff to give away. I'm giving it away. Yeah, brother. I'm and I not. Got, and I've got people that we don't even that aren't even coming. They're sending stuff to give away. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, now I'll tell you what we won't be giving away, but yeah. we will be selling. We are officially the official U.S. distributor of the RMC Retro Computer Coloring Book. Oh my. If you want if you've been hankering for one of these coloring books but you don't want to pay the ever increasing shipping charges from the UK, 
You can buy one at BoatFest. They're only going to be available at BoatFest. We've, we've secured a nice little pile of these things. It'd probably cost you more to ship one of these things in than it would cost to get into BoatFest. That, right? is, that is absolutely the case. That's absolutely the case. So, be on the lookout and pick up a retro a coloring book there. We're also going to be having maybe a little coloring contest. Oh, we'll be man. giving some things away from the coloring book. Uh, in addition to that, we're also going to be getting a bunch of Amiga Forever magazines and Pixar, not Amiga Forever, Amiga Attic oh, magazines. That's, that's there's, a, there's a lot of Amiga stuff out there, if yeah. you haven't noticed. Uh, and so we'll be having, we'll be selling those. You can get those. Uh, again, save yourself, you know, because again, shipping's a killer from the UK. Think man. about, think about, I didn't know about that until you just mentioned it. This is great news. How many venues are there to buy those on hand in the States right now? Not a now, lot. I've heard that these are going to be uh, coming out to your newsstand. They're, they're no. going to be at Barnes & Noble. So if you have a Barnes & Noble nearby, but check I have, it. No one but, I know had seen yeah, them yet. Yeah. So I don't think they have to. So by the time we get these out, we still may be one of the first places in the entire country that you can come in and pick one of these things up and take it to the house. That's right. That's right. So, what an angle. You can go to BoatFest.info. You can check out the official schedule. We are going to be recording all of the shows uh, live at madness. BoatFest. It's going to be mad. Uh, and, of course, there's going to be Rob Flack O'Hara there recording a live edition of Sprite Castle. We're going to have door prizes. We're going to have karaoke. We're going to have tournaments. It's going to be a great time. There's going to be 30 classic consoles and computers set up for play plus a virtual pinball machine. It's going to be off-the-chain fun and excitement for you and all of your closest friends. Tickets are only 25 bucks for the weekend. It's a deal. It's a steal. So head on over to BoatFest.info, and uh, tickets are going fast. We can only sell, because of fire regulations, we can only sell 50 of these bad boys. We've already sold 20. There's 30 tickets left. Snap one up before they're gone. And the locals haven't bought theirs yet, right. so there's, really there's way less than that. I should mention, you were talking about flack. Uh, the uh, he's talking about building himself a stealth sleeping van to come to this thing. Oh man, stealth oh, sleeping van. Yes. You know what that is? It's one of those vans like you pull it in like a Walmart and right. you sleep in it, but no one knows. Right, you right. Know? I've seen those before. Only flat. <laughs> and I fully believe he'll be doing this. Yeah. So and he's talking about having to get so he can mount games on the side of it. Hey. So he can then pull it up to both fifth of the parking lot. That sounds I'm like, great. I'm like, do it. I'll do it, man. Bring that sounds it. good to me, man. So yeah, come, please head out. Because these things are going to go quick. Thank yeah. you, everybody. All right, Aaron. Our next story is the Wonder Boy. Now, where do you stand on Wonder Boy, Wonder Aaron? Boy. Feel the thunder. No. If you erase the M1 there, you don't, you can, it, it'll do it right. Just oh, man. That. Okay, just, boats yeah. like the uh, HTML master. Yeah. There we go. Man, look at that boat. You're as smart as you're handsome, my friend. So, now... Right, let me ask again, Aaron. Yeah. Were you a fan of Wonder Boy back in the day? Not really. <laughs> you I, know, didn't, I didn't play it that much. I that love way. Wonder Boy slash Hudson's Adventure Island. Okay. Then they went and effed with the formula, just like Mike Love said not to. What they what did they F with exactly? They turned it into a freaking side scrolling RPG and they made it Wonder Boy in Monster Land. Oh yeah. Lame I've got a bunch horrible. of those things for the old uh, Master, Master System. system. Yeah. yeah. Those games suck. That, but those Wonder are the Boy ones is, I'm most familiar Wonder with. Wonder Boy is great. The original Wonder Boy is great. You're a little caveman. Yeah. You're throwing an axe and you're riding a skateboard. Yeah. That's that is that's sort of bad A. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So anyway, guess what? Wonder Boy is coming to the Amiga 1200. Aaron. Oh boy. Yeah. There's a new port of this thing. It's being made in the Scorpion engine. That's what they call it. And I am super excited. Just got an, an official alpha build. 
and this is the actual this is the arcade port not the master system port uh so it's going to look just like it did in the arcade it looks great yeah yeah uh looks like uh this is a uh, it's going to have 32 color palette uh, and uh, the game does require an A1200, a further optimized version for a lower end. So I really like this idea of putting out, you know, a, a high spec and a low spec version for people that want to play this on a 500. Because let's be honest, for a lot of people, the 500 is the Amiga for them. Yeah, this looks real good though. I mean, does it, does it have a release on it? Uh, it looks like it just got an alpha build, so this is probably not coming for a while. But, you know, we'll we'll certainly update you. as, as the That looks good though, Boat. I like it, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, Aaron, our next story, if you want to scroll up there, is Devil's Temple. Oh, man. Son of Kung Fu Master. Now, we've, we've reported on this several times, but there is a new update for this thing, and uh, it looks, looks great. great. Yeah, this it looks, looks really great. Good. This is probably the, the most excited I've been about an Amiga release in a long time. You've you, made everything. You and I both love Kung Fu Master. We love Kung Fu and Master. And this is, uh, Geese, this is from the fellow we just did uh, Bomb Jack last week, mm -hmm. the same guy. Yeah. Geezer. Yeah. And so, Look at that. what he's done is he's sort of taken the Kung Fu Master engine or whatever yeah. and, and created a whole new game around oh, it. Oh, man. This and it looks, look you know, I would much prefer, I've just never been the biggest fan of, of Renegade and Double Dragon and games like that. I much prefer a your bad dudes type, you know, side scrolling, single yeah. plane of action type game. And this game looks like it's going to deliver it in space. I love the varied backgrounds, yeah. the different weapons, the enemy types. Everything about this game looks amazing. This looks great. Yeah. This looks great. I, let me say it again. This looks great. I can't wait. Because mm -hmm. I love Kung I like Kung Fu Master. But th this, now this is what you do right. with one of those classics. Look at this thing. And it's cheesed up, too. Mm -hmm. That's what I like yeah, about it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it the, is. The freaks he's fighting look great. Mm -hmm. They're varied. Yep. The weapons. There's a guy throwing dynamite. Look, there's a level directly from Kung Thumbs up to this. Listen, this if you're awesome. making your own game... The question that you have to ask yourself, the only question that you have to ask yourself is, do you have buried freaks? And if the answer is no, you need to go back to the drawing board. Yeah, yeah, this looks outstanding. I love it. All right, Aaron, our next story comes to us from the old dungeon crawler genre. My oh, man, favorite. favorite, dude. Now, there, you know, Black Crypt is one of these games that came out, and people love this game. People love them some Black Crypt. Did you Crypt. love it, Boat? No, because I hate this type of game. <laughs> this is like the, we're, we're going to have to play one of these games in just a couple weeks. I've been looking at the AGSC, and I'm already dreading it. I've got that, that feeling in the pit of my stomach. I never look at it, Boat. So, this thing, there's five new maps. So if you yeah. haven't tortured yourself already with uh, with you know dungeon crawling through the depths, and, and to be honest, this this does look pretty good. It looks this, this looks does great. Look pretty good. Don't undersell it. But. Um, you can you can explore five new maps with this thing, and I believe that these are this is available for free. Oh, what? To check what? The, uh, I'm gonna have to check the the, the fine print here. Uh, it says that uh, yeah, this was originally you know it was put out by EA in '92. And uh, what you do is you put the files from the archive, you can get this link from Indie Retro News, put them in place of the original ones, and then it will just swap out the old maps for the new maps. Very, Pretty good. Very cunning. Yeah. Come on, Boat. I know you hate these, but I, I played a lot of these. Mm -hmm. They were fun. You know, you have to get yourself in the right mindset to play a game like this. And, and again... You mean drunk out of your mind? No, no, no. You absolutely have to be sober because you would get lost instantly. Mm. You got to map these suckers, the yeah. whole nine yards. Listen, it's like the old Ultimates. I mean, did they age well? Is this something you're going to want to do now? No. No. But, I mean, you might not, but a lot of people really like these games. And, th yeah, th I love the fact that they made new maps. That's outstanding. So, congratulations, uh, fellas. 
And the fact that they're giving them away, very nice. Raven Software did this in 92. It says, yeah, I thought I recognized that logo when it came up. So, yeah, this this looks like uh, th this looks like a winner to me. Very good. I salute you uh, for making this very cool boat. I know you don't like it. You'll never play it, but I, I think it's pretty slick. All right, Aaron, it's time to leave the world of Amiga News and venture forth into the community update section of the show. What's been going on on our YouTube channels, Aaron? We've had a few releases this week. Let's talk about a little thing uh, we did it's the old Atari ST show boat, and we did a little thing on the Road Runner. Road Runner, talk us through this thing, boat. So Road Runner is a port from the uh, an arcade game that was originally supposed to be a laser disc game. Uh, this was when Atari. I found was, the footage you were talking about. By the it's way, it's pretty cool, right? It, it, it is very similar. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't change much. Um, and uh, what they did was they turned this into an Atari ST game, and in doing so, they didn't actually make the game any better. Because uh, you and I both agree, Roadrunner, not one of the all-time greatest arcade games of all time. Well, it's a, I like how you wrap that. Mm -hmm. It's very much, like I said, it reminded me an awful lot of uh, Crystal Castles in that it's a game. It looks good. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. It's got quality workmanship. It's just not that fun. Right. And it was based on an arcade game that wasn't that fun. Right. So it translated exactly like you would expect. It's not that fun. Mm -hmm. uh, we Neither one of us were really into it, but... We did have a good time looking through this, and it's your history piece. This was outstanding. It's got a really way. interesting history throughout yeah. its development cycle, and uh, and so just if you, even if even if the game's no good, sometimes it's fun just to learn about these things. Yeah, uh, and uh, and so anyway, yeah, the Atari ST show, uh, check it out, episode four. And I will say, uh, the ST did a great job on this oh, game, yeah. and this yeah. the ST. This is. I don't know how many, this is what, our fourth one? Mm -hmm. We've not had a, a, anything, we've never covered a game on this that was crap. Right. They've all, and, it, and every one of the games we've covered, have, the ST's done a great job with it. So, we, so far, it's, sort of, it's very impressive. It's very interesting to, uh, to look through. But 100%. I, really, I enjoyed it. Uh, so, me and the Brent did a little something this week. Uh, it was time travel games, both. And uh, we, it's funny, I, I was telling them on the show, I had a real problem picking a game. And so I ended up doing what I always do, which is just basically searching for the name of the subject and see if I could find anything. Incredibly stupid. Yeah, and so ultimately what I came up with was Dragon's Lair 2 Time Warp. Let me give you a little hint. Next time one of these categories type comes yeah. in, type into Google, best time travel video games. No, I, did want, I wanted to play one that you don't hear much about. Well, that, is, I guarantee you there'd be one on there. This is one that no one talks about Dragon's Lair 2. Also, there's, there's a special place uh, in my heart on this because I tried so desperately to buy this game uh, for so long, and which I tell the story in the show. Uh, this is Don Bluth and the Bluth Group. At their, this is their finest work by a, like a long stretch. In terms of the quality of the animation, yes, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's outstanding. And they tried to do a few different things to make the, the Laserdisc game more uh, of a game. Uh, it didn't work. Uh, but they tried, and this this is the one of the most out of its mind games. I mean, just frenetic, insane game yeah. you're ever going to see. Yeah. Uh, the Brent, and you know the Brent, he actually turned into you during this episode. <laughs> the Brent went and found this game for the C64 with a far lower budget called Battle Through Time. I can't wait to play this thing. He now, got me pumped. Now, Battle Through Time, Brent put this over like it was the biggest thing since sliced bread, and I will say. If you, if you, it does take Moon Patrol to school. I'll give if, you that. If you ever thought to yourself, why doesn't Moon Patrol have a baby with Time Pilot? Well, then this is your baby right here because it's exactly what happens. 
but it's not just that. It's the guy who made it is out of his mind. And there are false endings in this, and it's just Look at a that parallax. It's a weird game. It's it's more multi layered scrolling. But yeah, it's it, that's the funny thing. It's got this real smooth multi layered scrolling. But what it's scrolling looks like that like. <laughs> Your your six year old. Listen, it's a C sixty four game. It's not going to. That's look what good. Brent said, but that's not true because we played C sixty four games that were looked great. Well, the I mean, backgrounds on this not so good, but still, this is this is a fun game, and also the music in it. Like I said, there's a part of it when you're in Korea, it plays the MASH theme. <laughs> there's one part where it plays See, the Imperial. That's March. where that's really where the C sixty four shines is being able for to some stuff reason like on the World War two. They just play with Johnny Kids marching home. Why not? I don't know why. <laughs> So anyway, if you're into the, if you want to catch our thoughts on some time travel games, some very different ones, you can check out uh, ARG uh, Presents uh, this week. Now we also released some stuff on our uh, sister account, the Amigo Stream Team. Uh, if you would please add this to your uh, to your uh, uh, to your uh, subscriptions, uh, we actually I think we released some real good stuff this week. Uh, I released uh, hour six and seven of Amigathon boat. Uh, this is the part where me and you and the Brent plays these crazy Amiga fighting mm -hmm. games, and we played a bunch. That's the best one right there. Yeah, that is the best yeah. one. But we also play some body blows. We play that Elf Mania. We play a bunch of crazy fighting games, and then we really slide into some weird stuff at the end of this. We play some real oddball uh, stuff here Sensible towards the soccer. end. Yeah, we play some Sensi. <laughs> Uh, whatever the heck that was. I don't even remember what that was. But it was a couple hours. We had a good time. Uh, that was Karate Kid 2. Mm -hmm. We played that. So if you want to catch us, have, uh, these these Amigathons are real fun. I've had a good time looking back through them. Um, our good buddy Jack Flack, uh, just, this is how the press is. Uh, Jack Flack, Sprite Castle, plays Maniac Mansion. Now, didn't you and Hatch had do this a couple years we ago? Did. We did. We did a full playthrough. It was like five and a half hours. Did you Did, did you just, uh, uh, did you guys play it? What, do you remember what system you played it on? The Amiga, Was it on the Amiga? Yeah. Uh, Flack here, I uh, believe, played this on the C64. Mm -hmm. Flack's in here. He can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, it also says it right there in the description. Yeah. Uh, and I watched him go through this, and I'm like him. Like, how could you play this game without having the thing in front of you and even then it's not easy mm -hmm. yeah uh, with multiple saves uh, but this is the kind of wacky fun you'd expect from Flack uh, on here and uh, this was a good time I, I watched the whole thing and I really enjoyed it this is a game that it does not lose anything on the C64 like we played the Amiga version and the Amiga version looks slightly better but you can have just as much fun with this game on the C64 oh yeah and really I would would you place this somewhere between the Amiga and like say the NES version or somewhere? It's well, the, I mean, no, the C sixty four and the NES version look pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah. The, the, you're going to want to play the C sixty four version over the NES version because the C sixty four version wasn't censored. Yeah, so you can, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. You can put the hamster in the microwave. You can do all. Wasn't that there stuff. some? There's some. There's some weird nudity in it. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but anyway, good stuff there. Please check out our buddy, uh, the Flaxster. And make sure you pick up Sprite Castle, uh, the podcast, which is outstanding. Of course, all of his shows are great. Like and Doss is great. You don't know Flack. Check all of his stuff out because it's all gold, mm -hmm. brother. It's all 100% gold. I love his back, his streaming background, too, with his figures back behind him. And, oh, yeah. yeah. He said that his room was trash. And so I thought that was amusing. Yeah. Uh, last, and this literally just came out uh, right before recording, Bo. This is last week's Friday Night Disaster stream. Mm -hmm. Now, listen. 
I don't want to overhype it. Judge for yourself. <laughs> but it was the greatest this screen This is the of best thing we've ever done. <laughs> Bo, tell them what we did here. So I brought over our plus two that was given to us by Rushi. The Rush. And uh, I got a uh, DivMMC Future card, which yeah. was given to us by the Future was 8-Bit. And then we I brought over some cassettes that yeah. were given to us by <laughs> Rushi. Rushi. Yeah. yeah. And then I put it all together with an RGB to SCART adapter, which I think Duncan Styles gave us that, and then the Coco community gave us the uh, SCART to HDMI. So all of these things, it was our community pulled together to send us a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And uh, and we did this stream, and I had so much fun playing. These were all new ZX Spectrum games. So this is all stuff from within the last 10 years. We played Sophia, we played Mr. Do. Uh, we played uh, Dirty Two, Dirty Dozer. <laughs> yes, Dirty uh, Dozer. We played Gandalf, Super Gandalf. Yeah, uh, a port. It would look like the, the a, a Game Boy port of um, that was ported to the ZX Spectrum of Ninja Gaiden. So super super fun stuff. We did this for about two hours, and it was it was a lot of fun. We actually learned to save the tape images. That was nice, mm -hmm. wasn't it? So yeah, we to set through that was again. really cool too. Yeah, we experienced loading times just like just like uh, Jack Black has every week. Uh, we also uh, got it to work, which was the most amazing thing. When that thing came up, <laughs> and it worked well, didn't yeah. it? we didn't have any trouble the, at all. We didn't have any trouble. It was the first time that's ever happened with real hardware. That was so, so it was much, great. That was so much fun. Uh, so, oh, yeah. We should mention thank you to JB Orchers, who I believe is Orkmeal in the Discord. The ZX Spectrum has a birthday next week. It's yes. turning 40, the yes. big 4-0. Which is ironic, because we'll be recording a, a R. Sinclair next week. That's right. So That's that'll right. Be, we'll definitely give it a shout-out. Yep. Uh, for that. But listen, if you're a, if you're a fan of, of the Sinclair, there's me botching the... Uh, there's me botching the production on the show. I'm glad that came up on this show. I, but uh, if you're a fan of the Spectrum or just a fan of watching two Americans, this is, I mean, we, I mean, I want to go one about this because we don't ever get to play with the actual hardware. You've got it, but we never get together. Mm -hmm. It's hard. Until recently, we haven't had a chance. Right. So you got that. I don't know how many years ago you got that, that plus two. It's been a while. But I mean, it wasn't too far before the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. And then, so here we get to sit down with this crazy machine from across the pond mm -hmm. and load up tapes and stream. It was so much fun. So if you, I, I would love it. I think if you're in the spectrum or just want to watch me and Boat screw around, check it out. Yeah, and uh, stay tuned because we're going to have some time for some more. I, I've got the, the Cocoa. I brought the Cocoa gimmick over. At some point in the future, we're going to use the real Cocoa with the RGB out so we won't have any more weird video issues with the Cocoa. Uh, stay tuned for many more real hardware disaster streams. Yeah, in the yeah, and we. But these were fun. Again, please check this out. It's the Amigos Stream Team. It's all one word or all three words. Three words. Amigos Stream. To check, uh, add it to your subscription list. Uh, we're going to be uh, bringing out lots more stuff on here, including a mild look at the Psygnosis Legacy on the PlayStation. It'll be coming out this week, boat. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, that's all we've got this time around. Oh, I do want to say. A melancholy happy trails, as they would say on PTL, uh, to Hi. our to our good buddy. What did I say? PTL. PTL Club. That's the. Is that the crazy? Uh, uh, that wasn't Amy Faye Baker, and it was it. What is was that? it? I don't was remember. <laughs> anyway, I want to say adios to our good buddy Frodo. He's going to take some time off from streaming some of this retro stuff he's been putting up. He's put up a ton of great streams. Uh, for us over the years, and we appreciate you, Frodo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, you're always anytime you uh, get that uh, wild inkling to come back around and throw more stuff on the channel, we're, you're always welcome. 
uh, to come back. We uh, have always enjoyed Fred. He's such a great guy, too. Yeah. Real good and guy. one more one more ZX Spectrum news thing, because this is going to go out before we record. Orc Meal is actually running a Zoom event next Wednesday to help celebrate the uh, the, 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 the birthday of this of the Spectrum. So if you're on our Discord, uh, go over to the Iris Sinclair channel. He's posted the link there, and you can join him and a bunch of other people from around the world and celebrate the legacy of the ZX Spectrum. Very good, Boat. Very good work, Neil. Nice work, dude. Uh, Boat, that's all the video action that we've got, my friend. All right. Well, Aaron, uh, we are going to announce the winner of last week's Patreon Song Challenge. Mm. Okay, so last week's Patreon Song was Faith by George Michael. You yeah. gotta have it. That was, uh, no you don't. I lost mine that day. Barkbit got it right. Mitsuyama and Edvin Helland all were perfect on their entries. So congratulations. I also got some wacky incorrect entries, which amused me. Um, so this is going to be the most epic attempt ever at a Patreon song, Aaron. I've been thinking it about is? this all week. Okay. I've been yeah. trying. I, I was tempted to practice it, but yeah. of course I didn't. Because I wanted it to be off the cuff and real. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. So, here we go. Oh, I guess I should announce what we're doing. So, John at AmigosPodcast.com, if you know the answer. If you're in the chat, please email me. Don't put it in the chat. All right, here we go. Hey, Pencil Alarm Elbow Camp. We like what we like. Mr. Chip, Peter Price, Herman B., Wanda Lee Chesim, Mark Richardson, David Hernan McKay, Rob McKay, David Terrace, Jude Carlos, Matthew Mobius, Saint Magnus, Seth Gates, Alistair Fiend, David Z, George Rosansky, The Amiga Show, Dan Crabtree, Super Fan King, Crazy Loomis, William Vintiscar, Heavy Systems Inc., Bunty, Fraggy's Little Frag Lord, Mark Bartlett, Olaf Hope, Ailey Breeder, David Lasso, Raptor, Cowboy Boy, Langdon, Daniel Williams, Seth Goodson, Bomb of the Bass, Frodo and L, Soul Incisor, Tech Me Jurgen, Mr. Cola, Bernard Lucas, Jerry Dennington, Zorg Love Reflection, Simon Les Cap'n, Crispy, Kilobytes and Caffeine, Gary Heather, Free Lunch, Kate Fox, David Pickford, Cameron Armstrong and D. Jones Lobsterminator, 10 Men, Amiga, Rich, Casper, and Aquarian, RMC, Tim Drew, Joseph Harrison, Kyle, Edder, Rob O'Hara, Matthew Larimore, Andy Craig, Sean Zoe, Roland Burke, Andrew Monks, Joe the Zombie, Lee Kellan, Alan Kebab, Chocote, Level Lord, John Marshall, Matthew Perron, Ricky DeRusha, Creepy Dead Boy, Big ACTZ, the Slow Norris, Stefan Sorgan, Mortensen, Edvin Hellender, Christopher Hessel. Chris Foles, Lauren Giroux, Graham Bebkey, Adam Battersby, O'Brien's Retro, Gary Hucker, Paul Harrington, Dunk the Styles Tapes from the Crypt, Josh Nan, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rowe, THE, Eric Nelson, Daniel Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, Darren Coles, Jason Warns, Pixels at Dawn, Kjol Bjorn Barman, yeah, drum solo. You just screamed out drum, where's the drum solo? Oh, I ran out of names, I couldn't do it. Was that a medley? Might have been, might have been. That 
that just seemed like you were just randomly saying things. Well, to me, it's a little bit of both. It wasn't really that melodic. <laughs> Is this kind of experimental Lori Anderson style stuff here? <laughs> You'll find out next week when I announce the Patreon song winner. But of course, we can't go anywhere without thanking the fine, fine folks that have subscribed to us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Amigos Podcast. Is that right? No, Twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming. I think. I think that's our site. I don't know. It's hard to say. We couldn't subscribe to ourselves. We do record. We do record every Friday at around 5-ish, although today we're a little bit early. And next week we'll be over Thursday. Yep. So it's pretty much whenever we want. Yeah. Um, My kids' baseball season's killing us. You can can subscribe. You can follow. You can just check us out. Join in the chat. We always enjoy everybody just coming in, talking. And uh, and 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 saying their piece or posting wacky gifts. Don't say your piece. That sounds like it could get real bad. That's probably true. So I want to thank our Twitch subscribers. We got Brock One Hundred One, Still Adolescing, Honored Shadow, Barkbit, Steve Burtz, RetroRewind.ca, Negsol, Gustavovitz, Gustavovitz, Wow, Buck Owens, Da Crabs, MTG, Jabasoft, HSEI Ken, Luminato Eight, Uber Scuba Diver, Pishbot, Ami Stuff. Beach Bum 7, Monza Mess, Pixel Rages, Mitsuyama, John Marshall, Scumboy, uh, Jason Warns, Orom, Anthony Roberts, Macahan, Christian Russell, Blow Jellyfish, Frodo NL, Real Retro Dude, Paco Take, Captain Chaos DK, Darkwing 602, Eeyore 4077, Twilight Zoner, Amiga Live, Holy Guacamole, Gary Heather, Jigglebox, Edvin Helland, Oil of Hope, and Blue Train. Thank mm. you guys so much for subscribing to us on Thank Twitch. Thank you. Aaron, what are we going to play next week? Man, who knows after pool? What could get you wackier than that, bro? Oh, oh, my gosh. That's it. That's wackier. Public Domainia. Oh, man. So we are going to be playing Pac-Man Deluxe, old Gore Vidal special. Edgar Big Doll. Whatever. Gore Vidal. You know, um, Ed. And, uh, and, and Drop Zone, the PD version. Speaking of Archer McLean, what irony that we're going to be playing a PD homage to his work so next someone, week. So someone uh, uh, is paying a PD version of the, of the original Spectrum Classic. Uh, I think this was an Atari 8-bit classic. Drop okay. Zone. Whatever. They're yeah. all the same. Yeah, they are all the same. So... We hope you will join us next week for Public Domainia. Thank you, as always, for listening. We'll see you next time. Until then, adios. adios.